Hello, my people. Hello, my people. I love you. I love you. I love you. Now, this episode of Let's Be Real Sports is me basically by myself, so you know what that means. I am your host, your boy, Solo Dolo, Dawned in the Black, ready to talk some real stuff here today on the show. Um, so let's just, let's just get right into it. Um, the first topic I want to talk about is the Shakiri Richardson versus Allison Felix saga or a saga that shouldn't even be a saga right now, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Shakiri Richardson kind of dropped the ball here. Kind of dropped the ball on many fronts. You know, and before I begin, I did write a, write a blog on this, on the blog itself, a BRS blog, on a, over Facebook over there, so please check it out while you're listening to, to me so you can see what I have said. So I'm not sitting here contradicting myself when I say anything. Now, Shakiri Richardson was a was an Olympic hopeful. She made the Olympics. She made the Olympic. She won the Olympic trials. Was getting ready to go to the Olympics, getting ready to face Shelly Ann Price in a big time matchup. Boom! She gets hit with, but now she can't race. So she she's out now. Now you have Shelly Ann Price and you have the new star, um, Herrera. Elaine Thompson Herrera. Got it. Ha. Thought I was going to mess up, huh? Gotcha. Elaine Thompson Herrera just burst onto the scene. Well, she didn't burst onto the scene because in Rio, she won both the 100 and the 200 meter as well. But it wasn't really publicized like that. So now when she came back this year and pulled off the same feat and broke the 100 meter world record. And for the Olympics, like it just, it was just like amazing. And then you have, of course, Shelly Ann Price coming in second. I I apologize for getting the uh, the woman who won bronze for Jamaica, but it was a clean sweep for Jamaican athletics in in track and field, in women's track and field. They're probably the most dominant force in track right now. Period. Maybe it's the ITEL. Maybe it's the dumpling, the dashing. Akin sawfish, whatever it is, it's something. And it's pure and it's natural. And after these women won, after Jamaica swept the gold, swept, swept the metal pole, the, the, the podium, excuse me, after they swept the podium, then we got focused on getting ready for the Diamond League. You know, it, I guess it's a series of track events that go on throughout the season after the Olympics. It's hyped up and Shakari Richardson was coming back. This was her time to really show what she has done, what she has proved, what she's improved over the time. And she gave us a TikTok video about a day. I saw it a day or two before the race. And she was in a fro, you know. And then through the magic of TikTok, whatever y'all do on there, she had that blonde hair with the blue streak. And she told y'all she was ready to go. She was ready. She couldn't be, she didn't say she couldn't be beat, but she was ready. I said, okay. So we get to the race now, the anticipation, it's everywhere. Now, Shikari Richardson won, won the Olympic trials on that same track. I think she ran a 10.75. I'm gonna go off the top of my head, I'm not gonna Google it. Or 10.72, somewhere around there. 
So you're thinking, okay, she could be in contention. And then you have the Jamaican crew coming in, ready, ready for war, but does it in silence. They did it in silence. So as the anticipation builds up, builds up, builds up, you could cut the tension with a knife, and then from the word go, boom! They're off, and they're running. Right now, the first 10, 20 meters, it's looking okay, but you can see the power starting to show with the Jamaican runners. Miss Herrera starting to gain her speed, and Shakiri was there for a little bit, but then she was starting to fade back ever so lightly. Fade back. And it started to become even more faster fading back, fading back, fading back, and fading back, and fading back. She faded back so far, she came last. I said, wait a minute. All that talking, and she came in last? Well, hold on. Before I get to that part, I want to acknowledge Miss Herrera herself, because she's on the precipice of racing immortality. To, not since 1992, since Flojo, Florence Griffin Joyner herself, wrote the record of 10-4-9. No one has come close. And now this woman, this Jamaican black strong woman, Elaine Topton Herrera, who ran a 10-5-4, See, the commentator tried to give her a 10-2, but she corrected her. 10-5-4. A new personal best and the second fastest time ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this young woman is about to really break a record who we thought we'd never see broken ever again. And I want to make sure I'm doing my part to give that woman her respect. Because that's not easy to do. To break 10-5. And she probably could have ran faster. Who knows? But this is a momentous moment. And who knows? She could probably break the record within the next few races. 10-5-4 she ran. The records, the world, the, the world record, the all-time record is 10-4-9. She can literally break the record within the next couple of months. Well, or however the track season goes. Or they can wait till they, or whatever. I believe she's going to break 10 4 9. I'll give you more better. I think she can go 10 4. 10 4. If, if, if she really is grinding on it, I think she can do 10 4. And that in of itself would be so amazing. But then now, after that, the race is over, which, which, which should have been highlighted as a great feat. Shikari Richardson comes in. Oh, I still got it. Like, come on. Come on now. We need, we need all that. She pulled a Johnny Menzel almost to me. Like, we need all that. Come on. You lost. You lost badly. We've seen the memes with the Tims on and the butt in your hand. Maybe that was slow. But oddly enough, well, I mean, first of all, she ran an 11, 11, 11.14. Damn, that's low, considering their time. And before anybody says anything about, oh, you can't beat her, you can't beat her either. So relax. All, day, all, all the time when I, when, after I wrote the piece, 
I'm like, oh, why everybody talking about this? You can't be here either. What are you talking about? She stole, literally stole a moment from this young woman who is literally on the precipice of, of greatness. You talked all that to, and everybody know. She 21, Shikari 21, she know. Once you sit there and you say something like that, you got to show up. Period. If she would have finished third, fourth, fifth, I'm like, all right, we, we, we good. You know, she good. She got to do a little bit better. But we would have been okay with it. She came in dead last. And then sat there and just went on a rant. Like, why? Okay, you're the sixth fastest woman ever. Okay. Good. You got to do better than 11-4. What the hell were you doing for a month? And I know the jokes are out there talking about she's probably, she found some more weed and everything and whatnot. I don't know. But that ain't good. That was not good. And then Allison Fields came on national television on a Tuesday night on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I watched it. And I think Stephen Lee asked Allison Fields, what, what, what would you like to say to Shikari Richardson? And she basically gave a statement of, okay, I, I hope all the best for her. Hope she gets all the best help she can or whatever the case may be. And then she, Kari just says, and I'm paraphrasing, just F it all. I don't care about that. Almost like, I think Shikari think it was lip service. Like Hollywood lip service. Like you say something like that. Like, just like, you know, just move on just to say whatever. But maybe Allison Fields was serious. We don't know. I would like to believe Allison Fields was serious about saying, hey, hopefully she can get your support. And maybe even reach out to her even. But she didn't have to go and do all that if she felt that way. Come on now. All she asked, all she said was, hey, I hope you get the help you need. I hope you, you know, you, you really get yourself together, I guess. And I guess she just didn't take it, take too kindly to it. You know, she probably thought it was lip service. But you can't go at her like that. Like, come on now. Come on, Shikari, come on. You got to do better than that, man. Don't go down this slow slope where you're making bad decisions. Everybody keeps saying she, she needs to PR people, but I, I don't know if she's going to even want to take it. She feels like she's an independent person. She's going to do what she's going to do. And at the end of the day, what you're going to tell her? It's up to her to figure out, does she really need that to help her stop herself from saying things crazy and stuff like that? Or is it like, just F it all. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what else to say about that. It's kind of crazy. Someone reaches out to give you help and you just shoo it away. It's, it's, it's wow. What, what, what can you do? All I keep, I tell people this all the time. Do not burn your bridges. If you know me, if you know me well, I've said this to you. I've said it to you many a time. Do not burn your bridges because you don't know when you're going to need that help again. And I hope for Shikari's sake, she can just go out there, get back to get, get herself back together again, get herself in racing shape so she can go out there and do what she does best, race and entertain. Hopefully. She can't run no 11-4 again. 11-14 <laughs> again. That, that, that can't be done again. That cannot be done again. That can't be done again, please. I think she can do better. She can do way better than that. Well, hopefully, I pray and I hope she can just get out there and just, just be free. Do you. You don't need all the talking. You already know. We already see that don't work. 
get back on that, get back in the lab, do what you got to do, and get yourself back out there, and get yourself raised up again to the level. See, there's so much for Shikari out there. So much. There's so much. She can do so many things at such a young age and reach so many people. She got to try to turn it around, though. She got to. And I hope she does. Hell, she can say, F me for all I care. Hey, I just wanted to do well. I just wanted to succeed. I wanted to succeed. I think everybody wants to, su to succeed, you know? But you, you, got, you got to get in and tune. You got you to gotta pay attention to what's going on. Please do. Please. Whew, that was a lot. Let me get catch my breath here a little bit, folks. Whew, okay. All right. On to the next topic. A topic I can't believe I'm even talking about. Given the fact that the person, the people involved, you know, one's a social media slash boxer now, and one is a former UFC welterweight champion. I'm talking about Tyron Rooley versus Jake Paul tonight at 8 o'clock. And all I have to say is, is this. I don't know what happened to Tyron Woodley, but ever since he lost to Kamar Usman, he has not been the same. I don't know if I'm the first to say it. I think everybody can see now. Something's up. Because ever since he lost the title and the fashion he lost it in, every other fight since then has been first round. He comes out, 20 seconds. He's there. He looks like, all right, he looks like Tyron Woodley. And then, boom, he just shuts down. And I'm sitting and I'm looking here like, who is this guy? This guy used to be the champion, a feared champion. He defended the title, the welterweight title, four times in succession. What happened? He didn't look good against Burns. He, did, he looked horrible against Covington. Actually, he didn't look good against Burns either. The last four fights I've seen was like, why is he out there? Is he just sitting there collecting a check? And far be it from me, hey, I'm not getting in there fighting. But when I'm looking, I'm watching this guy. I'm like, yo, I don't think he should be in there if he's going to sit there and just get, be just getting his ass beat. And not even, not even trying. And then you say, here comes Jake Paul. You say, hey, this is supposed to be a layup for him. This is supposed to be a serious layup for him. He's supposed to mop it, but he's never boxed. This is his boxing debut for Woodley. At least Jake Paul has his, his amateur fights. He's part of social media people, you know, an older, you know, retired UFC fighter, you know, knocked him out, whatever. But people don't believe. I don't believe either. I mean, he's fought amateurly, yes, you know, so he's trying, you know, but people actually have Jake Paul winning this fight. And this is a better's dream. Could you imagine everybody picking Jake Paul and then Tyron Woodley just come along with you mm, one time and knock him up? They're cleaning up. So I don't know. People say this is a spectacle. Well, it is a spectacle. Let's, let's be honest. But I'm interested in it because I want to see if Jake Paul can really knock this man out. Because like I said, Woodley ain't have, he looked horrible. 
I almost want to say, like, yo, bro, somebody need to tell him don't fight no more if he ain't trying to throw hands. You can't go out there and not throw hands and you just come like, come on, bro. What happened? And then every time I've seen Woodley talk before a pre-fight, he sounds like Woodley. He sounds like that arrogant son of, you know, son, you know what? He sounds like himself. But then when he gets into the fight, he gives you maybe 20 seconds to a round and that's it. And after that, he's doing all this pit cat shit. Like, what the, what the fuck, bro? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. But come on. Tonight, we need to see Tyron, the vicious Tyron with, without the kicks. But I know he has hands. It's not like we don't know he has, he has hands. He's not, it's not boxing, but he has hands. And I believe him as the professional should beat the amateur. That's how it should go. But again, oh my God, it's frustrating just talking about this. Again, Willie has to throw his hands. Don't sit there and let this man sit here and molly whop you for, for, for whatever rounds it is. That ain't going to look good. It's, it's going to become a sideshow. Like, come on, man. I'm going to pick Willie to win this fight tonight. I really am. Because it should not be this hard for, for him. Not saying I can like I can do it. I can't do that. I can't do that shit. But for him, it sh this should be not light work, but you you should be able to find his range, his groove. Like you're the professional. There should be no reason why you can't be able to get no hit. Yeah, he's six one. He's a big he's a big guy. Tyrone's like five nine, maybe five ten. But you should be able to know what to do to get in his kitchen and hurt him and make him feel. What did it feel like to be a, a pro of any kind? This shouldn't be hard. I hope and pray Woody can really come out there and like really, really, really understand the moment here. Like get his career back going. Because he says he doesn't want to retire. So I hope he can, you know, knock this guy out or at least give him a lesson so he can gain his confidence back. I, I I don't know if like I said I got him winning, but I'm nervous about the, I'm nervous about it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a little nervous about it because I don't want to see this man get embarrassed on in front of the world again. Like again, this would be his fifth fight in a row getting mollywop if it gets to that point. But I cannot see the pro losing against this guy against Jake Paul. I can't see it. Can you see it? Can you see it? I don't know. Ah. Man. Tyron, ah. come on, man. If you if you really in there, please, I'm begging you. Show us who you really are once again. Please. Don't go out like this. With this man beating your ass. Like you like you stole something. Don't do it. You was talking a lot of shit. Again. Again. You was talking a lot of shit in that interview. Talking a lot of shit. You got your chains on, all this, all this. got your glasses on, got the stunning shades on. Jake Paul had the chains on. You got your stunning shades on. You talking about rap on no, no. No, man. I know you're trying to hype and build up high, whatever. You need to worry about make sure your ass don't get knocked out. That's what you need to be focused on. Make sure your ass don't get knocked out. Please don't. 
Please. Please. And for Jake Paul, if he if he really yo. Oh my god. If Jake yo. If Jake Paul pulls this off. Hmm. God help us. God help us. It's gonna start a flood of things you thought you've never seen. Shoot, everybody gonna come out the woodwork and start trying to box now. Caratap might even come back. Who knows? I think he did sell every boxing too. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm like, kind of real. I'll go look it up. But man, if Jake Paul really pulls this off, jeez. Damn. We, 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 so I'm sorry, I'm really trying to fathom this guy knocking him out. I can't. I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it, guys. I can't. It can't happen. I guess the intrigue is there. I don't know who's paying for it. I'm going to try to go to a bar or watch the thing or something like that, whatever, but... I ain't paying for it. <laughs> I hope y'all not paying for it either. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but come on. Ain't like it's Floyd out there. People gonna pay to see Floyd out there try to be, try to be Floyd. We all know that. People ain't trying to see y'all in there like that. I ain't paying for it. I go to the bar. All that garbage. Man. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm really trying to fathom what's, what's about to happen if he really knocks this guy out. The memes are going to be ridiculous. I wonder how fast he can get him out there. Phew! Mm, mm, mm. Mm. <sighs> anyway, with the little time I have left, I would like to say, of course, Thank you to people. Thank you. Thank you all, the masses, the people, for tuning in with me today. I'm, like I said, I'm usually not doing this by myself, but today, special day. So I did what I could. I fought through. I got through. And I thank y'all for joining me. Now, as I leave you, leave you today, I'll I'll also leave you with. Also, please to check us out on Facebook, Spotify, Apple iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, all the social media things out there. Okay? All the social media out there. You, you find it, we're going to be there. You'll see my face, your brother Joe's face, sister Cheyenne. We, we out there. We're trying to do something, y'all. Also, you can check out the blog, of course, but which with me and Brother Q do on a daily basis. You know, it, it's very insightful. I employ you to please read, please support. I look, I need your support. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Please, I'm begging like Keith Sweat. I need it. You feel me? So please check it out. Like, like, like. So subscribe, subscribe. All that good stuff. And um, I think that's it for today. Hopefully, Sister Cheyenne and Brother Joe will be back next week. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks where we're all convened and joined back together again. By this time, the regular season for the NFL will start. And I'll give you my predictions for the Super Bowl. 
Fuck Tom Brady. Peace. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com. Thank you.